0: The messy house is not as important as my relationship with my children. Welcome to the Connect Method Parenting podcast, where correction is out, connection is in, and your kids want to listen to you. I'm Andy Martineau, creator of Connect Method Parenting, here to help you stay calm, confident, and connected no matter what. Hey, everybody. I have a really special treat for you today. I thought it would be fun to give you a sneak peek of what a training inside LEAGUE looks like. LEAGUE is where I help people implement Connect Method Parenting, all of the things I teach on the podcast. And we just started a brand new cohort this week. So we're going to be deep diving on implementing Connect Method Parenting in there. As I was thinking about what I wanted to share with you this week, since all of my heart and soul and focus is going into LEAGUE right now, I thought I'd give you a sneak peek of what it looks like to learn from me inside of my group. This episode will be very different than others. I'm going to be teaching, and then there's two guided meditations in it. So be ready for an adventure as we not only learn about the nervous system, but we experience it as well. One more thing before we get the episode started. I have had a lot of people reach out to me asking if they can still join LEAGUE. Technically, League started on Monday, February 5th, so a couple of days ago. But because I've had so many people ask, I've extended the deadline till the 11th of February. So if you want to join, you still can. And enjoy this sneak peek. You'll get a taste of what it's like in there. Just a very small taste. But you'll get a taste of what it's like in there. And then if you want to join, just go over to the website, connectmethodparenting.com. Click on League and you will be in only through the 11th though. And then it's closed until April. All right, enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody. How are you today? So we're going to talk about healing our nervous system. Kind of a big deal. The nervous system, which includes fight or flight, our subconscious beliefs, the filter through which we see our surroundings, the perception we have, this is impacting the way we're parenting. And that's why it's so critical that we go here. And that we think about this and learn about this. We need to have the awareness of our our beliefs and our thoughts. We need to pull them out of our subconscious, but we want to take it even one step further and really talk about what's happening in our body. And what are the emotions that we're feeling? The more we understand the nervous system and the impact it has on our children, specifically, we're going to understand how it's going to impact our ability to change the way we are parenting from a place of connection. A lot of us have come to believe that parenting has a lot to do with external circumstances. We're going to drop into our body today and look at it from a different perspective. If we have this awareness, it's going to release some of the perceptions we have, and we're going to feel a healing over time from the stresses that have kept our nervous system activated, or what we often call fight or flight. Mindset is critical. So if we think about the steer, we have the situation happening outside of us. Then we have these beliefs that a lot of times... 80, 90% 80, 90% of the time are subconscious. They're just automatic. There's a belief system. There's a filter. And then we have this emotional state that happens as a result of that. It's all happening simultaneously. So we're having beliefs and we're, then we're having emotions. And what we want to do is be able to feel those emotions, which is a conscious act. And this awareness of what's happening in our body, which is that chemical reaction, those emotions, that that frustration, that anger, that disappointment, we need to feel our emotions. It's essential. So we have all these emotions, which are happening, whether we like it or not. They're the chemical reaction. That's the emotion. It's happening in our body, but we're not taking the time to feel them. Those situations outside of us that activate us, something inside our body sees them as a threat. That messy room for me was a huge threat or the kids fighting felt like a threat. And at the time, I wouldn't have said that in those same words, but it felt Like there was something wrong. Something was wrong and I need to fix it right away. Another way to say is that our nervous system perceives this as not okay, not safe, not something we want to be happening. And we go into protection mode, which is a beautiful thing. We want our bodies to function like this. We might judge our bodies and say, why is it doing this? I really wish it wouldn't perceive the kids fighting or the messy room or the sink full of dishes or the kids not listening to me as a threat. But this has served humans for generations. It's kept us alive. The problem is that those dangerous situations often aren't dangerous right now. The messy room, the sink full of dishes, the kids fighting, the two-hour meltdown. But our body has been trained to think of them as scary, dangerous, unsafe, or just problematic. So it kicks in the sympathetic nervous system, which results in us having a flood of emotions. Maybe we're feeling fear, anxiousness, worry, concern, anger, whatever it is. Fill in the blank. Disappointment upset, which after the threat is over, we theoretically should feel those emotions and then they'll pass through and we'll go back to equilibrium or the parasympathetic nervous system. I'll switch it back and forth between the the, the scientific language and just the layman's language, but this parasympathetic nervous system should theoretically take over and we should calm down. We go from mad to sad. We're upset. We're going to use mad as our chosen word to represent that time our nervous system is activated to sad, which is when our body starts to equalize again, futility kicks in, then our body's okay. Threat's over. We calm down, but that all happens because of our ability to consciously feel our unconscious flood of emotions. We have to notice, see, perceive the emotions, not judge them, but feel them. And then they metabolize and we move on. So we're getting to the root of what is causing us to react in a certain way when our kids do something. I haven't met a parent that hasn't said, yeah, I have patterns. I have triggers. I have places that activate me. We want to just understand them. I'm going to talk about what we're going to do to try to heal them a little bit more from a belief mindset space and a mind body place today. So this emotional piece of the steer is where we are going to focus today. Healing the trauma, feeling the emotions, processing, processing, all of the things that are going on in our body. I want to just remind us all that emotions are very important. They have a very important purpose. They move us into action. I'm always talking about how they're fueling us. And as a parent, we want to know what that fuel is, because if we're going to move from correction to connection, we need to be fueling ourselves with good fuel, just like we want to fuel our body with good food so that we can have the kind of energy that we want to move throughout our life and be healthy and not get sick. We want to do the exact same thing with our emotions, but I want you to know that the negative ones, the bad ones aren't really bad. They're just there to teach us. So we want to notice those two, because those can be huge catalysts in us actually changing the way we are showing up. So there's no such thing as a bad or a good emotion. They're just all there. They all have an important purpose. They're all information saying, Hey, this is what's happening in your body right now. Just in case you didn't know it's our little indicator. They're there to protect us. They are here to give us a more full experience of our life. Our job as humans is to master the art of feeling the emotion so we don't get stuck in an activated nervous system that gets us to stay in that fight or flight mode. Does that make sense? So today we're going to dive into the truth that nothing is wrong with you as a parent, that every reaction you've had has made perfect sense. When you've gotten frustrated, when the kids are fighting, when you've gotten overwhelmed by the dirty house, it makes sense. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just your body sending a signal to you saying, hey, there's something happening in here. If you'll just take a second, I'd love for you to understand. I want you to think about the idea that your nervous system is actually responsible for the success of your life. All of the different parts of the nervous system, the activation, the fight or flight, all of it is there to serve you and can be credited for the success of our lives. And the more aware we become of it, the better we become at understanding why we're having the responses the better we're going to be able to show up as that connected, calm, confident parent. Your nervous system is this control panel and there's different states that we're moving through and knowing that there's these states that we're going through will give you more information so that you can consciously get into a healthy, productive state. We're also going to dive into learning how to understand and identify when we're dysregulated. That's when we're activated. That's when we're in fight or flight. It's another way to describe it. And then how to not force ourselves into regulating our emotions. It's not a forced experience, it's a felt experience and how to drop in and give us the space to process our emotions so we can have optimal success. But I'll also give you some awareness of when you're in and out of regulation, when you're in that homeostasis and when you're out and what it feels like and some tools to empower you to tap into when you're feeling triggered, when you're feeling activated. We're going to pause for a moment for me teaching you, and I'm going to take you through a guided meditation. If you're driving or doing something where you can't close your eyes, just listen. You can come back to this later and go through it again when you're ready. We're going to take a break from learning about the nervous system and experience the nervous system. For the next 12 minutes, I'm going to take you through a guided meditation where we will practice slowing down, feeling our bodies, noticing the sensations and emotions that we're feeling, and tapping into our nervous system. Learning about the nervous system is only part of the process. Experiencing the nervous system and learning how to slow down And bring ourselves to deep awareness is equally, if not more important. Take a moment and connect with your body by taking a deep breath in and out. Our bodies are with us every moment of this life, but so often we don't pay much attention to them. So we're going to spend the next few minutes... Intentionally being present with our bodies. Checking in. Seeing how we're doing. Take a deep breath in. And out. We're going to take this time to feel any emotions that are swirling in your body right now. Maybe from your toddler melting down this morning or your teenager's messy room. Let's take a moment before we jump in and slow our brains down, slow our minds down. Concentrate on your breath. Think in as you breathe in and out as you breathe out. If you're in a place where you can close your eyes, I recommend closing your eyes. It allows you to focus on the inside instead of on the world that's happening outside. So if you're able to close your eyes and notice your breath. We're not trying to change your breath in any way. We're just going to notice your breath. I know that sounds simple. I really like simple things. I can do simple things. And simply slowing down long enough to breathe intentionally is powerful. It's one of the simplest tools you can use when your nervous system gets activated. Breathe in. Breathe out. In fact, breathing out twice as long as you breathe in Signals to your nervous system that you are safe. I love giving myself permission to slow down and to do a few intentional breaths. It's not something that comes natural for me, but it's something I've grown to love. Breathe in and breathe out. Make your breath twice as long going out as coming in. As you notice your breath, notice how your body is responding to your breath. As you bring your awareness to that breath, notice if there's any softening or tightening If things feel more open or more constricted. If you feel relaxed or if you feel tense. If you feel distracted or focused. Is there any part of your body that's tight? I often tighten my shoulders. And when I slow down, I realize I'm holding them up, and I'll take a deep breath and relax. If you find an area of your body that's tight, consciously focus on that area and relax. Notice it. Get curious about it. And then relax. Now I want you to inhale again, and I want you to exhale two times longer than your inhale. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Exhale, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. again inhale one two three four exhale one two three four five six seven eight this time inhale and we're gonna hold our breath for just a few moments inhale one two three, four, hold your breath, exhale, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Notice how you respond to this intentional breathing. Maybe your body relaxes and your thoughts slow down. Or maybe your brain starts to spin and you begin thinking about all of the things that have happened today and that you need to do. Whatever is happening is perfect. Just continue to breathe in and out. Think about how much you appreciate the breath. Love yourself for it. Give yourself a bit of gratitude and acknowledgement for all that you're doing right now. You showed up today to listen to this. You're being intentional with your life. Acknowledge that. Being in go mode, having so many things to do, and pausing all of that to show up right now to learn this, about your nervous system, about Connect Method Parenting, to prioritize your children. That's a very beautiful thing. Is there anything else you want to feel gratitude or appreciation for? I encourage you to open yourself up to that. We don't do that enough. Take a moment and express gratitude towards yourself, towards your children, towards your friend, towards the weather, your home. I am so grateful for this moment. I'm so grateful that I got to see my child this morning. I'm so grateful for the mess he left his room in because it's teaching me how to be patient and how to set limits. What is it for you? What can you be grateful for? One more inhale. And a very big exhale. When you're ready, bring a little movement to your fingers. Wiggle them. Wiggle your toes. Slowly, very slowly, open your eyes. Look around. Orient yourself to the space you're in. Do you see a window or a door? Get present to what's in your space. Just noticing what's around you is another very simple, calming exercise that can help your nervous system begin to regulate itself by shifting into calmness and curiosity. Being in the room where you are, right in the space where you are, simply looking around, noticing the wall, the carpet, the cat, the tree, the window, the picture, the fireplace. Intentionally, noticing your surroundings, letting your eyes just naturally seek, looking at what they want, practicing being present right here in this time, in this space in this moment it's very very simple yet very very powerful all we have is now practicing being in the now will allow you to be more present with yourself and your children so simply look around the room Or if you're outside, look around your surroundings and intentionally, energetically notice what is. Take a moment, take a breath in, orient yourself. Notice how your body feels right now, how your nervous system feels. Does it feel less activated? Does it feel calmer? Do you feel more present? When you're ready, open your eyes and we'll continue. Wasn't that lovely? I love taking the time to pause and get into my body. We tend to not do it often enough. So I hope you enjoyed that. But now we need to get back to talking about the nervous system a little bit more. Get back into our heads. Continue the conversation that we started earlier about the nervous system so that we can merge the cognitive awareness we have about the nervous system that we have in our mind with the knowing and the awareness that we have in our bodies and in our nervous systems. So back to the conversation. The function of the nervous system is to perceive the environment and coordinate the behavior of all other cells. So the nervous system shapes and impacts the way we interact with the world, with other people, how we live our life, how we parent. And as a result, it forms our reality. So we're looking at the different behaviors of our children, the different ways we're reacting. We're judging ourselves compared to our neighbor and how they Parent or, or keep their house clean, or we have these thoughts and these beliefs and these emotions, and they impact our actions and ultimately the results we're getting in our life. They're all playing a part of this reality. So it forms our personal reality, our perception of the world. It's controlling our temperature, our digestion, our eye dilation. This proves that there is this mind body connection. So, yes, we want to be aware of our thoughts. I'm a huge proponent of that. But as we're doing our steer models, They also want you to be very aware of your emotions just because we have a new thought. If we don't pair it with our body, it's not going to be enough. We aren't working alongside and tandem with our nervous system. Then we're not going to be able to make the sustainable permanent shifts we want. That's why we can't simply just think our way somewhere. There's more to it. That is an important part. There is so much power in knowing our thoughts. We need that awareness to see that there is something that's not working we need awareness of the beliefs that are coming up and of how we're feeling in our body to complete the circuit, to make the lasting change. And we can't outthink our nervous system. We can't outwillpower our subconscious brain. So the quality of our life is related to the quality of the health of our nervous system. So we want to take really good care of our nervous system. But the problem is most of us have never been educated on how to take care of our nervous system. So we're going to bridge that gap. We're going to talk about that. That's what we're going to do. Today, we want to bridge the gap between the mind and the body. We want to go into not just the cognitive part, but the emotional, the feeling part of our body. The most important thing we can do is to provide safety for ourselves, which then allows us to create safety for our children, which allows them to grow up in a place that they're fully seeing and processing and growing emotionally as well. So learning to put the safety mask Figuratively speaking, if you think of an airplane, the safety mask on us first before we try to put it on our kids. We try to help them become more emotionally intelligent and know how to process their emotions. We have to learn how to do it. We have to be the example. We have to be the model of that. When they are totally dysregulated, they need to have a certain level of cognitive ability to be able to self-regulate completely on their own until then we're helping them. We're co-regulating with them. We're creating safety and security for them to be able to feel their emotions in a place where it's safe. We create that safety bubble. So giving ourselves compassion and acknowledgement and honoring where we are so that we can learn to respond in a different way. This is going to change your parenting. So we have to make sense of why we're experiencing what we're experiencing. I want to just offer that everything that you have experienced in the past The perceptions you have about the messy bedroom or the kids fighting or the talking back or the temper tantrums, whatever it is, default perceptions, they are an adaptive response. Your body is trying to help you out, trying to cope with something that feels scary or dangerous. There's this concept called neuroception. It's a concept that describes what our body does when it's surveying our situations, our environment, looking out in the world for what's wrong, what's dangerous, what's not working. And it bases its filter or its protocol to decide what's working or what's dangerous on past experiences. And this happens without us even knowing it. So much of our life is on autopilot until we get conscious of it, until we stop and slow down enough to say, okay, This is happening. This is my body screaming at me. I'm so anxious. I'm so frustrated. I'm so angry. It's trying to tell me something. If you have a really critical voice, this is what I had. I had a really critical voice. I was beating myself up all of the time. I remember when somebody offered this idea that we could be gentle with ourselves and that would actually lead to change. I was like, what are you talking about? There's no way that's going to work. I knew what I was doing wasn't working, but I was really, really critical, really hard on myself. I was very much a perfectionist And I expected high things of myself. I was very critical, really hard on my kids. I was like, that is not cool. I had to stop beating myself up to stop being critical to my kids. If you have a really critical voice, this is not actually a problem. It only becomes something concerning when we get stuck in the state, when we get stuck in the frustration or the anger, the fear, or the negative self-talk loops. We are supposed to fluctuate into different states of being. That's normal. We're just supposed to return to equilibrium. We're not supposed to stay stuck in activated states for long periods of time. They're supposed to help us, but sometimes they become maladaptive. That means it's not the right response for what's actually happening or it lasts too long. So we have something happen to us. Maybe we get pushed back from the kids or they give us an attitude and our brain processes that this is not okay. Or we feel threatened or uncertain about something. And sometimes our brain logs that away as dangerous, unsafe. If this keeps happening and we keep perceiving it as problematic, we don't fully regulate from the experience, then it becomes maladaptive. And then we can start living in a near constant state of alert, of alarm, thinking we are in a threatening situation almost all of the time. The emotions get stuck in our bodies if we're not fully feeling them and the thoughts become programmed in our subconscious mind. And now we're using those. We're not really aware of this consciously, but our body, our our nervous system is using those memories as filters to see the world. So as our nervous system is on the lookout to protect us, it's using these old memories to gauge how to respond to the world, how to decide if it's safe or not. So we can have a faulty neuroception, and it can tell us that lots of things are a threat or unsafe. We aren't perceiving the world in the way we want to so that we can stay calm and connected and confident and lead out and set boundaries, all of those things that we want. So moving forward in our life, many things become unsafe And it's all because we have this maladaptive, neuroceptive response. And what this looks like is we know cognitively, the messy house is not as important as my relationship with my children. So we know this consciously, but then we lose our cool again. And we yell after we've promised ourselves that we're not going to do this anymore, but we yell again, or we ground them, or we get passive aggressive, or we throw up our hands and go buy some ice cream and watch TV all day and give up on the whole thing even though we promised ourselves we weren't going to do that anymore. And it's not because there's something wrong with you, not at all. It's because your body is trying to take care of you. It makes total sense. Your nervous system is trying to fulfill its purpose. The function of the nervous system is to perceive the environment. And then based on that data that it's stored away in our brain, it's making an assessment, is this situation safe or not? Should I move forward in this way or this way? Based on the stored subconscious neuroception. So there's a reason. We don't always have to find out the exact reason, but just knowing there's a reason it makes sense on some level to our body. Then we can calm down and stop beating the crap out of ourselves for having responded again in a way that was inconsistent to our desires. So the work we want to do first is one to become aware, shift our awareness and provide a new perception for that situation. Lots of safety surrounding that situation so that in the future, that situation can be perceived as safe to our nervous system. Being at peace and being kind to ourselves and realizing this is normal. This does not mean anything's wrong. We are not crazy. We are not flawed. There's nothing inherently morally wrong with us. This is just our bodies trying to keep us safe. Awareness married with compassion, gentleness. That is the first step. We have to have that awareness and that compassion. We have to be really kind to ourselves to be able to shift anything. If we're judging, 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 you're beating yourself up, you're shooting yourself. I should have done something different. The kids should have done something different. That's resistance. That's judgment. Drop that so that our nervous system can calm down. If this keeps happening, we keep perceiving it as problematic. We don't fully regulate from the experience, then it becomes maladaptive. And then we can start living in a near constant state of alert. Awareness coupled with compassion is the first ingredient to calm down. We go from mad to sad. Once we're in that place, our nervous system is calm. Our prefrontal cortex, which is the conscious part, our logic and thinking, it can stay online. We can now start to look at it from a new perspective. We can start to intentionally get present, provide safety around the situation, but none of that can happen without the awareness and the safety. So we give ourselves more experience of safety intentionally around specific situations And we can store that in our nervous system. And eventually that new safety around kids can scream and cry. They can be so upset when we take away their Xbox. They can break curfew. They can yell at each other. They can keep their rooms messy and we can stay regulated and feeling safe as we perceive all those situations and respond exactly how we want to. We're not just going to let them get away with it. We're going to let them experience us in a new way. We're not going to become passive. We're going to allow ourselves to experience it differently and interact differently and have beautiful boundaries and beautiful limits from a place that's truly connected. Cause now we're connected to our highest thinking, our highest version of ourselves. So now we can go in and connect with their highest version. None of that's possible. If we are activated, this is how we shift. This is how we experience these situations different. We get a new set of lenses to look through and we do this through the awareness and the shifting of the mind and the body. Any emotional trauma doesn't have to be a big T, emotional trauma. I'm using trauma to signify anytime our nervous system feels like there's something that really isn't working for us and it's logging away that we need to be protected so that we don't get hurt, we don't get killed, we don't have damage done. We're getting stuck in these triggering activated fight-or-flight states when there's an overstimulation of our nervous system resulting from an event where the emotions that came up, the energy that came up, the beliefs that were coupled with it, all of it was unable to discharge from our body. It stays stuck. So it happens when a person has either too much too soon. So too much of an experience before they're really able to regulate it or it goes on for too long and it creates stuckness of emotions in our body. We're not processing them through. I've had times where I have a hum of anxiety And if I don't slow myself down and take a look at that, man, that causes me a lot of suffering. It's not about something that's happened to us in the past. It's about how that situation that happened in the past is continually reactivating my system in the present. So to recap, our bodies have surveillance systems to make sure we are safe, to make sure we stay alive. That happens unconsciously and looks to our past to create the lens through which we look at our world, our measuring stick, to know when we're safe and when we're not. And our surveillance system might not be adapting correctly to measure when we're safe or when we're in danger. Happens to every human on the planet, I promise. And in order to course correct, we just need to check in with our bodies and feel these emotions so that we can process them and start responding in an adaptive way instead of a maladaptive way. If we can feel something in our body, there is a change in our nervous system's state. When you're feeling different emotions, take some time to notice your body language. So emotion comes up, notice your state. Are you sitting up? Are you hunching over? Is making eye contact easy or hard? Are you breathing shallow or rapid? Do you wanna be around people or not? There's no right or wrong answer by the way to any of these questions. These are just questions to help you go in and get more information about your body and your state. Do you wanna go outside? Do you wanna stay inside? Do you feel like your temperature is warm or cold? Do you feel you're able to focus or not focus? Do you feel your vision is bright or dull? Do you feel like you want to talk or not talk? Answer these questions then I'd love you to ask yourself. What are my thoughts in these states? I want you to really connect your mind and your body. What am I feeling in my body? What am I thinking in my brain? What is the connection here? What's going on? How are these communicating? These are all indicators of how your nervous system is functioning. What state you're in. There's no right or wrong state this is all just information what are those little moments that will change the way you're feeling in the body or help you be more present in the body for me it's movement music writing exercising jumping dancing i want you to make a feel good list and this is a list to help you become more aware of things that you do with your body that change the way you feel important points to remember when we are not feeling our emotions when we're not aware of the beliefs we have, this will cause a faulty neuroception response and a maladaptive pattern. We are constantly moving through different states of emotion. None of this is wrong. We should be. We're supposed to be fluctuating. I've talked about the 50-50. We're feeling half the time net positive, half the time negative. Same thing, different words. This does not mean we indulge in it. It does not mean it makes it last longer. We're just becoming aware. We're feeling half the time positive, half the time negative. And understanding that this is okay, that we're moving, that there's a reason our nervous system is trying to help us. The work here is to consistently give yourself experiences of safety when you're dysregulated to open you up to safety and connectedness. So for this week, practice feeling safe as soon as you can in the triggered moments. We're going to end with a final meditation. I want you to pause and notice how you're feeling, what thoughts you're thinking, what you're hearing, what you're seeing, and then close your eyes and put your hand on your chest. notice what it feels like to have the pressure of your hand on your body, what it feels like to be supported, to be noticed, to be made aware of a certain part of your body. to feel deeply that you've been doing your best, and that if you've been behaving or acting in a way that you aren't proud of with your parenting, affirm and validate and reassure yourself. that it's just been your nervous system trying to protect you, and that now that you're aware, you can begin to become present to the stories that have kept you from being the best version of yourself for your kids and for yourself. What does the pressure of your hand feel like on your body? Does it feel soft or hard? Does it feel firm or light? Can you sense the temperature in the room? Does it feel comfortable? Is there a breeze? Can you hear anything? The noise of the wind in the trees or the kids laughing in the other room? or maybe just silence. Is there a part of you that wants to be supported or seen or witnessed? Take a moment and see that part of you and support it. Ask that part of you what it needs And then give that part of you what it asks for. Where do you feel not enough? Or uncertain? Look at those parts. Give them more support. Let them know you see that part of you. And that you understand that it's struggling right now feel your hand pressing against your chest supporting you this hand your hand it belongs to a resilient person who's resourceful it belongs to someone who cares about your children about yourself, about what matters most to you. That hand belongs to someone who's going to figure this out, who has figured parts of this out. Ask yourself what it still is unsure about, what it still thinks it needs to figure out. What can you give that part of you? How can you help them feel enough, feel certain, feel confident to move forward with their parenting and with their life from a place of abundance? The more connected and familiar you are with the different parts of you, the confident parts, the fearful parts, the certain parts, the uncertain parts, the more you can feel connected and at peace and accept all of the different parts of you, the part that gets angry, the part that is patient, the part that is frustrated, the part that is hurting, the more you can accept and love all of the parts inside of you, the more you will be able to accept and love all the many parts of your children. No matter what's happening with their behavior. And from this place of awareness and connectedness, from a place of unconditional positive regard, your nervous system will calm and you will be able to show up as the calm, connected parent you want to be. Stay here as long as you need with your eyes closed. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Thank you everyone for joining me for this special episode. I'm going to end it differently by just saying goodbye and wishing you all of the best with your parenting today. We'll see you next time.